Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Thursday. It is Thursday, June 9th. Hard to believe we're already nearly halfway to the through the 2022 calendar year. I hope your summer is getting off to a great start. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. You can find the podcast wherever they're free across all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be and we'll simply ask that you subscribe. That way you'll be able to know when the latest content comes out, including all new shows that now are available for the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast for you to enjoy listening to. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The Braves have now won seven straight games. Another series sweep of an opponent. They were able to beat the Oakland Athletics two games in a row. A 13-2 convincing victory for the Braves. One of their better offensive outputs all season long. Four home runs. Austin Riley, William Contreras, Ozzie Albies, as well as Adam Duvall, who's... Not necessarily is where, you know, he has been in the past, but he definitely is showing a bit of life over the past few weeks. He hit, I believe, his fourth home run of the season so far. Two of them, Austin Riley's was a two-run homer. Ozzie Albies was a three-run homer. So the Braves are once again, they're showing the power in this series against the Oakland Athletics. The Braves scored 16 runs. Ten of those runs came via the home run. Three solo home runs on Tuesday night, which was the difference in the game in a 3-2 victory over Oakland, and then four home runs, totaling seven runs on Wednesday night. And the Braves, once again, actually came from behind. Oakland, the game was scoreless through three innings last night. Oakland scored two early runs, but then after that, the Braves were able to come back and get the job done. The Braves right now are establishing the fact that they are among the, or at least are performing like the best offense in the majors when it comes to at least facing left-handers. Overall, it's hard, it's hard it, it would be hard to find an offense that overall is performing as good as the Braves are right now. But the Braves are establishing the fact that against left-handers, they can perform like one of the best offenses is baseball, and that's why they're able to take care of business. Since last, or since last Wednesday, the Braves have been absolutely dominant against left-handers, and it continued to show last night. But a couple of quick takeaways that are, are great to see um, 
even if you want to consider the opponent that's fine, it's still great to see Ian Anderson, six innings pitch, five strikeouts. Yes, only 57 strikes to 42, or excuse me, only 57 strikes to, I believe, 35 balls on the night. The thing, though, was only two walks, and while he did run into a bit of trouble in the top of the fourth inning, he was able to work his way through the Oakland Athletics lineup a few times through the order and was able to get the job done. He was able to put together a quality start and put the Braves in a position to win. That, again, is exactly what he needs to do, and if he could consistently do that, that's what's going to help the Braves get the consistency out of their rotation. As I mentioned with Kyle Wright, yes, you'd love to see Ian Anderson perform at times to the dominant level that you see from Max Reed and Kyle Wright. But at the very least, if Ian Anderson is being supported by good offensive output, if Ian Anderson could put together five, six, seven innings per start, that in and of itself is valuable because it's allowing for the Braves' bullpen to remain rested. And shout out to the Braves' bullpen, who went three innings last night, only allowed two combined hits and no earned runs. So the Braves' pitching last night was outstanding and overall only allowing two earned runs, two total earned runs, or excuse me, four total earned runs. In the 18 innings that the Braves pitched against the Athletics, they only allowed a run in two of those innings, and that was the Braves starting pitching. The Braves bullpen shut out the Oakland offense in this series when they pitched. But the other big takeaway is the fact that Austin Riley is really finding his form. Now, Austin Riley is one of only six players in the majors who have 15 or more home runs this season. He also is sixth in the majors in total bases so far this season. I believe sixth or seventh. The point I'm getting at is, is that while Austin Riley probably is not in the MVP race really as of yet, he might be a top seven candidate as of right now, and there's plenty of way to go. The point is, is that he probably is still a few tiers behind a Mookie Betts or a Manny Machado, and that's perfectly fine. But the point is, is that Austin Riley, despite the fact that he struggled for a good portion of May, he's right back to being at that MVP caliber performance that we saw him perform at late last year. That's what's outstanding about Austin Riley is that he's now putting together a second straight campaign where you could easily see him being in the top 10 of the MVP conversation. And while Ronald Acuna Jr. may not enter that conversation himself because he's missed too much time earlier in the year, if the Braves can have two players performing to the level of being considered an MVP-level candidate in the top four of their lineup to go along with Matt Olson and to go along with Dansby Swanson performing like he is, no matter who they play, this offense is going to be able to remain productive. So it's great to see Austin Riley once again returning to form, once again returning to one of the more productive power hitters in the majors so far this season. It's definitely been needed, and it's great to see that not only is he thriving right now, but as a result, the Braves offense as a whole is thriving. Seven straight wins, only the second time since 2013 the Braves have a seven-game win streak in the first half of a season. And while it may seem as if games in the first half of the season may not be as important as games in the second half of the season, the Braves are taking care of business when they need to right now, and it's starting to show in the standings. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So another bit of interesting news that occurred yesterday off the field was that the Braves got the results of two of their arbitration cases, this time for shortstop, for shortstop Dansby Swanson as well as outfielder Adam Duvall. Now, if this is a bit of odd news, you're correct in, in thinking that is the case. Typically, when it comes to these arbitration cases, this is something that takes place during the offseason where if a team is not able to come to an agreement with their their players before the arbitration deadline, they then head to arbitration. The player files for one dollar amount, the team files for another, and it goes to arbitration to see whether to see which side wins. Well, because of the lockout that occurred this past offseason, a lot of arbitration cases have been coming in during the season. For instance, we've already seen the fact that both um, Austin Riley and Luke Jackson lost their arbitration hearings based off last year to the Braves, and though both those cases were during this season. Well, in the case of Dansby Swanson and Adam Duvall, Dansby Swanson actually won his arbitration case. He was able; he'll be earning a ten million dollar salary for this season. He filed for ten million, while the Braves filed point for nine point two million. So Dansby Swanson will be making ten million this season. He had a breakout kind. Best year of his career offensively last year, and this year is backing it up by over the past six weeks and coming up now basically on two months. Dansby Swanson has been very, very good to outstanding for the Braves, has been one of the better shortstops in the league. So, obviously, the win in his case is, is a bit of a boost, but he's backing it up with another solid effort so far this year. Adam Duvall actually lost his arbitration case last year, leading the um, national, leading the majors in RBIs. He, he filed for ten point two seven five million for Duvall. The Braves counter with nine point two seven five million, and that's what Duvall will be making is nine point two seven five million. Last year, Duvall was outstanding, though he still was streaky. He was outstanding, especially when he came back to the Braves. Um, you know, late in the season after a trade from the. Uh, Miami Marlins. However, this season he struggled a bit, but again, he's starting to find, he's, he's starting to show a little bit more life at the plate. So both Dansby Swanson and, and Adam Duvall know what they'll be making now. That's one last thing that they have to worry about. So hopefully they'll both remain productive as we continue throughout the rest of this season. The other thing that's kind of interesting to watch, and again, I know it's early June, but with the Braves right now winning seven games in a row, again, not something every team is going to do this season. It's starting to make a difference in the standings. And even though it's June, as time goes on, the Braves making up ground now when they should be against the schedule that they're playing, it could make all the difference in the world. Because a week ago, the Braves were 10 and a half games behind the Mets in the NL East and three or three and a half games behind the Giants 
for the final wild card spot in the playoffs. Well, now the Braves are seven games behind the Mets in the NL East and only one game behind the Giants, only two games behind the Cardinals for the fifth spot, which would basically be one spot up. There are three division winners, three wild card spots for the National League playoff picture this season. The Braves are one game out of, of having a playoff spot, two games out of, be, of securing the fifth spot. So again, while there's plenty of baseball left to play, the Braves are starting to separate themselves from the rest of the National League and are squarely in the playoff picture. And they're also obviously starting to show that they can play ball with any of those play uh, with any of those teams already in the National League playoff picture, especially when their offense is performing like it is tonight or like it has been over the past few weeks. And of course, it's always nice that when you come off a seven-game win streak, you've got the ability to know that your ace is going to be on the mound when it comes to Max Fried. Yes, Max Fried will once again be on the mound for the Braves, and you have to think that he is licking his chops, ready to go once again against an opponent that he should have you know, success against. Last time out, Max Fried became only the fourth Brave, the fourth Brave, became only the fourth Brave since the Rockies were in Colorado. Only the fourth Brave to go eight or more innings in a start while allowing zero runs against the Rockies in Colorado. That's how dominant he was. And tonight, he'll get the the Pirates once again. Now, of course, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Pirates over the past few years, you're if you're thinking, okay, this should be a team that the Braves should be able to handle pretty easily, you're not wrong in that assumption. However, this is not a team in the Pirates that is, how shall I put it, this is not the, a team that, when you look at their roster, you may think that they uh, should be as bad as the Oakland Athletics, but they're not. The Pirates have actually had good success over the past few weeks, including playing the Dodgers twice over the past month, I believe it is, and they have gone 5-1 and one against the Dodgers. That's correct. They've gone 5-1 and one against the Dodgers, including sweeping the Dodgers in Pittsburgh. So this lineup for the Pirates, it may not be that formidable on paper, but it is a lineup that can produce on any single given night. And so the Braves will need to continue, the Braves offense especially, will need to continue to play to the level that it can. While the Pirates may not be as easy to navigate as the Athletics lineup was, the Braves offense definitely should show another gear or two that could allow for them to once again win three out of four games in this series are better. Tonight for the Pirates, JT Brubaker will be on the mound for Pittsburgh. 0-5 this season, a 4.70 ERA. All the Braves need to do is just stay within themselves, trust that they're going to create scoring opportunities, and convert them. Sure, if they want to keep hitting home runs with runners in scoring position, that's going to be the easiest way for them to give the support to Freed that he needs to get the job done. You don't need 13 runs tonight to get the job done like you have have needed to over Ian Anderson's past few starts. If the Braves can get a few runs early and just keep adding to it, I would be highly confident Max Reed can get the job done on the mound. 
Hopefully, Freed will be in, in, in his best form tonight. The Braves' offense will continue to produce. We'll be able to talk about another win, and we'll be happy once again that the Braves are now on an eight-game winning streak. That's the hope, and we'll be talking with you about it tomorrow here on the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer Road to Atlanta podcast and the Battery Power podcast all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at Battery Power SBN on all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for the latest content. My name's Sean Cohen. Always a pleasure to be with you. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.